Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. I've been challenged to really be a student of my children, to know how they're best loved. Is it by being touched? Is it by having time together? Is it by gifts? What is it that really speaks love to my children? And I've taken that very seriously. And not too long ago, I saw someone share something that said, no child's love language is their mom on their phone. And it really caused me to pause and to really think how many times have I missed the opportunity to be in relationship with my children because I'm on my phone, whether that be on social media or responding to an email that probably should have waited till later or texting a friend who really should not have been the priority over my child. And this has just been a reoccurring thought in my mind that I've just been chewing on and really honestly struggling with. Where is the balance? Because as a mom who really believes it is a mission to encourage other Christian moms, I use my phone for that. That is a tool that God has given me and I want to use it well. So how do I balance using this as a useful tool and not allowing it to become a stumbling block that's getting in the way of the most important mission that God has put in front of me. And so if this is something I've struggled with so deeply, I am trusting that you sweet friends have been in the same place and gone through the same struggles. So this is one of those conversations where it's like, we are walking through this struggle together. And I'm so thankful to be able to have Whitney with me today. Um, a new friend, Whitney Newby, she has been married for 13 years. Whitney has four children. They are nine, seven, four, and three. And she lives in the Fort Worth area and is a, just a creator of a wonderful resource. I'm so excited to be able to point you towards for your families. It's called Brighter Day Press. And you can find her on Instagram at Brighter Day Press. And I will link all of this in the show notes for you. But she creates resources for family that incorporate faith into all different sorts of educational resources that you can do as a whole unit, as a family together. And I know that when you start following her, you're just going to fall in love with the resources she's creating. Um, she used to be a full-time nurse and has a Bible degree also, and now is able to be full-time pouring into her family and these resources that she creates for other families to use in their homes at Brighter Day Press. So Whitney, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an important topic. So it, it really is. And it's not one I really want to talk about because it's not one that I have figured out. So thank you that when I sent you a list of topics, you said, oh, let's talk about the phone one. I thought, <laughs> All right. Yep. She's, here we go. She's the mom to do it. This is yes. great. Well, and um, I will encourage moms too. If you are, if you're not familiar with Brighter Day Press, especially be watching on our Instagram this week, because we're going to be doing a giveaway of some of her resources that I think will really be helpful. And we'll talk more about that during the podcast, but let's go ahead and jump in Whitney talking about what led you to some intentional changes in your home with your phone. Yes. 
So about three years ago, I had just had our fourth child. We were homeschooling. I was working part-time as a nurse. Life was very full. And having my phone in my hand was always a temptation for escaping reality for just a few minutes, because to be honest, reality was really hard. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I kind of, I felt like I had a little escape, but about three years ago, I had an epiphany, a conviction specifically regarding our homeschool. And it was this question, would I send my child to a teacher who was buried in her phone? Mm-hmm. Of course not. <laughs> I wanted my children looking into their teacher's eyes, not at the top of her head. And I realized that the phone in my hand was the only thing that was keeping me, their teacher, from that. And so from that day on, I knew something major had to change. I didn't want to keep going um, with a phone in my hand all day long. I wanted to mm-hmm. rewrite our story. So that was my moment of realization. No, I love that you said you wanted to rewrite your story because there's so much grace in realizing we always have space for a new start and it doesn't change what was, Mm -hmm. but it can, it it changes what will be. And when we make a change too, our children will see that. And it's a unique thing realizing that that's one of the things that has been convicting to me is realizing I am training my children in habits of what it looks like to have a phone. And I will share in the show notes too. We actually just recently got a phone for our children because of things that they were going to and being a part of that we wanted them to be able to have a tool to reach us if they need to get in touch with us or have an emergency or anything. But we found these phones called Gab phones and I will link their, yeah, link them below in the show notes because it's a very different type of a phone in that it literally is like a phone. I mean, it's like what we had on a flip phone, yeah. except it looks like a regular phone. So your kid who's weird because you don't give them the things that <laughs> they, that every, you know, when they say everyone else yes. has this or does this, like they're already different in so many ways. So it allows them to look like they still have a smartphone. So it looks like everyone else's, but it doesn't have internet. It doesn't have extra apps except for like calculators awesome. and such. But yes. when I realized For me, one of my aha moments was realizing I am training them. And I've said in so many other ways, they learn from us by what they see in us. And our actions are training them how to live. And I've even had one of my daughters said to me one day, I know how to do this, mom, because I've watched the way that you do it. Hmm. And I thought, man, you even know that it's just from watching me. And so what I do with my phone is teaching you this is how we use a phone that I'm not going to teach them how to use a phone when they're 13 or 14 or 15. I'm teaching them right now, no matter what age they are, how to have a phone and a healthy relationship with that tool. Absolutely. And I similarly was convicted by, I mean, the escape thing for sure. It's honestly, it's, it's a very sad conviction Mm -hmm. because I realized I am not turning to the Lord. I am. I was just reading a passage this last week in, I believe it was First Peter. Yeah, First Peter three, where it talks about seeking the Lord with all of our hearts. Mm. And I thought, how often do I seek the Lord with part of my hearts, and seek my phone with the other part of my heart? That's I so text true. a. I text a friend. Mm-hmm. Even my mom. My mom mm-hmm. is such a gift to me. She's one of my best friends. Yeah. But I am not supposed to be seeking my mom and the Lord. Not that the Lord can't use my mom, but sure. I should be seeking Him fully 100% first. And also the same conviction, maybe this is just a universal thing that I wouldn't do this anywhere else. That when I'm in ministry, 
Mm-hmm. I put my phone away. That's true. And maybe I have it in, in vi- if my kids are s- still might need to reach me, maybe I have it in my pocket on vibrate in case they needed something. Sure. But other than that, that would literally be the only reason why I would have my phone. And so I would go three hours during ministry at church on a Sunday morning, never looking at my phone. But during the day, Monday through Friday, during those same three-hour blocks, how many times have I picked up my phone instead of doing the ministry that God has called me to that's right in front of me? Yeah, that's such a good point. Same struggles. So let's talk about some of the reasons we think this is so important. Obviously, it has been in our lives, but um, I believe it is in probably in in every mom's lives because this is something that's a new thing. And we weren't trained in how to do this. Our parents didn't have phones like this. We watched them on a phone with a cord, you know, on the wall. And so we're kind of pioneering this in a new way. So why do you find that kind of figuring out some healthy relationships with a phone is so important in mothering? So I think that our kids, well, we know our kids need to know that they matter. And when they Mm. are constantly having to compete for our attention, they're having to call our names multiple times before we respond and look up from our phone. That's sending them a very clear message Mm. that something else matters more. Something else is going on on this screen that is more important than what you need right now. And it's really heartbreaking if you take the time to think about it. Um, And so not only for my kids, though, but in motherhood, selfishly, I want those memories full of seeing their faces as they fall asleep instead of staring at my phone or just these moments of bonding. There's that quote from missionary Jim Elliott, wherever you are, be all there. And for a Mm -hmm. while, I set that as a screensaver on my phone to remind me that, man, where am I? Like, look around before you open your phone and choose to escape. So I think you're never going to regret being present. You're never going to regret putting your phone down when it means connecting with your child. Um, I know, you know, older moms will always tell you these days are long, but the years are so short. But even just with a nine-year-old who I promise was just two years old yesterday, (laughs) I can testify to that. It goes so fast. This is such a short blip in time that we have to steward these children and not be so distracted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I was yesterday, uh, my kids and I were at Disneyland and I was watching a mom during, I know, I mean, no shot at her. I'm sure it's been me too. I think that's why it was so eye-opening to me is knowing that we were having this recording today and looking at it almost like a mirror, like looking at myself. (laughs) I was watching her on a ride or in, in a ride. I think we were in the Tiki room with her children and almost the entire time she was on her phone. And it just made me so sad. I thought, oh, like you're missing it. Like this is this you're we're we're here for the tiki room. Like we're here to like watch the kids like, oh, look at these birds and enjoying their treats and patting their little backs to the rhythm of the music and, Mm. you know, tickling their sides during certain parts of it. And I mean, I know that I've been there because sometimes it's even for great purposes. Like maybe you're just looking at what the next ride times are so you can decide what ride you're going to next. That's not a bad thing to do. But if I'm doing the next things Mm -hmm. and I'm missing the moments that I'm in, then why am I even in those moments with them? Right. It's it's really almost like you're sacrificing those. And something that I had thought of just at the very beginning of even having this conversation. And I think probably partly what spurred me on to wanting to do this episode is how irritable 
I am when I'm on my phone. Mm -hmm. And that as a mom, the last thing I want my children to, to feel is like they have to walk on eggshells with me or that they have to be, I don't ever want them to be expectant of mom snapping at them or mom being short tempered. And how often when my phone is out and then I'm interrupted, it feels like an interruption, but they are not the interruption. This device is the interruption and it's a wonderful tool, but it's a tool that is interrupting the more important work that is is in front of me. Yes. And so what about, what have you found in your marriage, how these boundaries are important? Yeah. So just like our children, our spouses need to know that they matter more than what's going on on social media, Mm -hmm. on the news, even a text with a friend. Um, My husband works full time. And so I don't want him coming home and staring at the top of my head. So one Mm. practical thing that I've started doing is when we do go on a date, um, I leave my phone either in the car or untouched in my purse, because I know if the babysitters need us, then they can call Sean. But otherwise I want to be fully present. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can relate because we're in a similar season, but we have so few uninterrupted moments and uninterrupted conversations as a couple. I want to be mindful about not missing out on any of them because I'm on my phone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've seen some of those uh, graphics shared too that show the relationship between a husband and a wife with a phone there and then yes. without the phone there and thinking oh. about how many times like you see them sitting at the table together and yes. neither of them are looking at each other. They're both looking down and it's a picture without the phone, but then right. they show the picture with the phone and it's like, wow, that you see the picture without and it's like, what is this wrong is so with odd. this couple? This is so uncomfortable and so sad. But then we see a phone and it's like all of a sudden, oh, it's normalized. That's or so I've true. seen the one, one of the ones that has just, that really convicted me. You see them both in bed, lying mm-hmm. separate directions. And you think, oh my, something is terribly wrong in that marriage. Mm-hmm. And then they show the phone and they've both got phones out. And I don't, I don't ever want that to be, something divisive in our marriage. And there's also something interesting that my mom and I were just talking about the other day that there's almost a sense of privacy that we have begun to feel that we're entitled to with a phone that if I have my phone out and my husband says like, Hey, what are you doing? Or like, what are you looking at right now? I don't know what it is that has happened in our culture. I hope it's not just me. Maybe it's just me and I'm just a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. But I feel defensive. Like, why are you asking me that? I'm not doing anything bad. I'm just, I'm just buying tissues on Amazon or (laughs) I'm just, I'm just scrolling through stories because I'm sitting here and I'd like a little break or I'm just, I'm just whatever. But there's this sense of privacy that, Mm-hmm. somewhere along the way came into the picture that I don't know what it is, but I don't ever want that between me and my husband. I don't want there to be anything that I do yes. that he can't speak into with, with me being defensive. I, that that's just not good. Totally. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about as a believer, why do you think it's so important as a believer that we really have a, have a good handle on this? Yeah. So like we talked about, our phones are so often an escape from reality Mm -hmm. and reality is what God has given you to do. Your responsibilities 
in this season on earth. And so when we are escaping from that, it is often in disobedience. And I speak for myself Mm -hmm. in that. Um, I think also the enemy loves to lie and have us believe that there's always something better out there that we're missing out on something. And he's done that since he tempted Adam and Eve in the garden. (laughs) So in Genesis Mm -hmm. three, he tempted Eve by saying, you know, God is holding out on you. There's something better out there than this that when you eat from this fruit, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And while I'm not comparing the smartphone to the forbidden fruit, <laughs> I do believe Satan uses the same tactics with our phones. Uh-huh. He's saying, you know, there's something better out there on this phone than what you have right at, right there in front of you. And so I think we can all relate that we feel like we're missing out on something if we're mm-hmm. not looking at our phones or we're missing out when we're, when we're looking at people's highs all day long on social media, we feel like we are missing out, that God is holding out on us. And so I think even just for that reason, it's so important to put boundaries on that mm-hmm. because you know God has given us those responsibilities right in front of us, not out there on social media, online, all of that. Mm-hmm. I also have found the flip side of that to be true as a believer as well, that Sometimes the hysteria that's going on in the world Mm -hmm. can be such a, almost like a drug. Like it just feeds you like what's happening next? What's going on now? What's the latest this? What's happening with this bill? What Mm -hmm. this, this, and this, and this, and those can all be, they're important things. And I, it's funny for me to say this because I, as a believer, I believe we should be informed about things and we should have an educated opinion and perspective and, um, and know what resources do we go to for truth. Mm-hmm. I think that's extremely important that we not just bury our head. But there's a very fine line between being aware and being fed by. And so we were true. never intended to be fed by bad news. And right. I think about what is our mind supposed to be supposed to be focused on when we put on the helmet of salvation, mm-hmm. is my mind more focused on things of salvation or is it more focused on this world and all of the chaos that's going on in this world? Because if that's what's feeding me more than the helmet of salvation wrapping my mind, then the balance got off somewhere. Absolutely. I've also thought recently, one of my sweet children said the other day, you know, mom, I was just thinking you make your life what you want it to be. Hmm. And it's kind of a funny thought because, you know, everyone's lives look different and there's some things we can't control, but a lot of the things we control by the choices we make. Kind of funny, huh, mom? <laughs> and I was just in the kitchen, like making dinner. And I was like, whoa, so where, in the, where in the world did this deep thought come from this small body? But it's really true. And when you realize we get a choice and as believers, I think about, what if God gave me disciples to raise? Mm-hmm. And then you think, well, actually he did. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he's given me five. And I don't picture Jesus. If I want to model my motherhood and my discipleship of my children after Jesus, would Jesus have allowed a tool to get in the way of him training his disciples? How many times would he have told them just a second when they said, oh, teacher, to ask him a question, just a second, because he's finishing something. I don't, I don't see that in the character of Jesus. No. <laughs> right? So, so here's my struggle, though. Okay, Whitney. 
So help me out. Here's my struggle. There has to be a healthy balance because I've been having these conversations with my mom. I've had them with my husband. And I really do struggle with where the balance is. And I even not too long ago, I forgot, even in my homeschool group, I asked four moms who I really respect. I said, help me. Where is your healthy balance and how do you find it? And none of them had solid answers. They all said, it's a struggle. Tell us what you decide. I was like, no, you're <laughs> supposed to be. I picked you on purpose. Right. Um, right. So, so what is the plan that you or your family has established and how has that been helpful for you? Yeah. So as someone who works online, I have an online shop and an Instagram presence. The majority of my phone use these days is work. Um, so I have set work hours and this is not perfect, but it has been so helpful in establishing some boundaries. So when the, when my kids come down, they come down at seven 30 in the morning, my phone sits on the kitchen counter untouched. We have breakfast together. We do our homeschool time. And then only when I come downstairs to make lunch, I check my phone again. So a good three or four hours has gone by. And the way that this has worked practically is that my ringer is on high so I can hear it from anywhere in the house. Mm -hmm. And my family and my close friends know that if they really need me while I'm homeschooling, just call, don't text, just call me. I'll hear it. Otherwise it can wait. And you know how many times someone has actually needed me more than my children in those morning hours. I can count it on one hand. It's, mm. you know, it's just been a few times. The rest of it really can wait. So, um, also, you know, my kids are such good accountability and I've been really honest with them to say, I want to be as present for you as possible. There are times when I have to work on my phone and I'll let you know when that is. Um, but tell me if there's a time you notice that I am not being present with you. And you know what? They do. <laughs> if I have to break that and text someone or check the weather or call my husband, I tell them exactly what I'm doing on my phone, which I feel like is healthy mm. for them yes. and accountability for me. So I'll say, hey, guys, I need to text our friend to make sure what time we're meeting or let me check the weather quick. And that helps them know exactly why I'm pulling my phone out and also keeps me accountable to do that and then put it away again. So mm -hmm. that's been really helpful on a practical level. That is really helpful. And I think that's helpful too, because it's actually teaching them <clears throat> like this is a useful tool and I can use it in this way at this time, because again, we weren't trained in this, right? So it's training them in what you're doing and why. And I think this is where it gets so gray that our phones are useful for so many things, mm -hmm. even like I think about in the AM, like, let's pretend like I'm making dinner and I have a recipe that's going in the crock pot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the recipe on my phone, right? But that's only useful if I have my phone to use. But I really like that idea of them knowing this is when I'm not using it. If for some reason I am, I'll share that with you. Exactly. And that, that has helped revolutionize my time on my, my phone because they know exactly. And if they don't know, they ask, and then I'm accountable to them. So <laughs> I'd rather kids just are, tell them. If kids are anything, they're honest. That's Absolutely. for sure. They keep us honest <laughs> for sure. So hundred yeah. percent. So what about, what about with the rest? So that's during your homeschooling hours. And I mm -hmm. I do like that because I think back to when I was a teacher mm -hmm. and I would never have kept my job if I had had my phone out and been on social media. Mm -hmm. While I was teaching, there's no way. I, I mean, I put my phone 
in my drawer. And I did, I taught middle school. So I had time in between periods. So sometimes if stuff was going on, like I check it to make sure I didn't get a text or call that mattered, but that's so different than what it looks like in day-to-day use at home. Yes. Yes. So this, this has been such a process for me. And there's a book called 12 ways your phone is changing you by Tony Renke. It's really good. And one of the questions that he asks um, that we should ask ourselves is how is the phone aiding in my flourishing or being used as a tool? And it's really a question that should be asked about anything that's consuming as much time as Mm -hmm. phones are. How is this aiding in my flourishing? And so for example, for me, I asked, what is Facebook adding to my life? And for me, the answer was stress. I would get on and Mm. feel really overwhelmed um, by every vacation I wasn't taking, every award at work I was not receiving. Um, And I realized there was really nothing positive about those minutes that I was wasting. And so I deleted Facebook completely. Um, But then Instagram for me has been the biggest time sucker uh, because I do use it for work, but I also just really enjoy connecting with people on Instagram. And so there is actually a way to set a limit on the app. And so I've set an hour limit every day. And after one hour, it locks me out of the app. And so knowing I have 60 minutes to be productive has really helped. Um, Mm -hmm. because after that I am locked out and I'm not seeing it again till tomorrow. I really like that too, because I think about, I've heard, this is not, TV is not a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just isn't, I, maybe because my time is so limited because of having children right now, having children who are young and children who are older. Once I have one who's normally up by about 645 or seven every morning, my littlest. And then my oldest really is not normally to sleep or going to bed until closer to 945 or 10. Mm -hmm. So my hours of awake people is very wide. (laughs) There aren't a lot of times that there aren't awake people. So like sitting down and watching a show is not something that normally is a struggle. But I think about if I had a TV in front of me with a show on for more than an hour, you know, two hours Mm -hmm. a day, that would seem like, is that really how you want to use your time? I mean, really? But I allow it to happen with my phone in different ways. Definitely. And some, some of the things, okay, so we talked about work. How do you balance it with also the other tools that there are through our phones as well. Like even like us wanting to be informed on, mm-hmm. on the things that are going on right now, the, the, you know, bills that are being pushed through that you think this is not something I want to support. And I need to, I need to be informed what is in this bill. How do I go about contacting you know, contacting people about this in the government or how do I be fully informed so that I can speak to my friends on this topic and what should be my opinion as a believer? All of those things take research mm-hmm. and take time and our phone is what we use for that. So mm-hmm. how have you figured out the balance for that? Because that doesn't really fall into the work time, sure. but it still is a useful tool of our phone. Sure. A lot of times I will actually make a list on paper. I'm a list person and I've tried to start using paper instead of using my phone. And I will make a list as those things come to mind, like during homeschool. Hey, I want to look up this. I need to send this. I need to, Uh whatever it is. And then I'll actually put a time limit on that and say, I'll do that for 15 minutes or whatever. And then I can set a timer on Hmm. my phone that will go off in 15 minutes. Sounds so you know, rigid, but sometimes that's what require it. 
is required because, um, man, I mean, I can identify, I think we all can, that smartphone addiction is a real thing. And so we really need these boundaries and they sound very elementary, but they really have helped me a lot to just stay focused on that task and then check it off and move on. Mm -hmm. And I like that too, because then there's not guilt associated with it. Right. That I'm not getting sucked in. This is an intentional choice and it's a good choice. Yes. And I mean, God's word is full of things with boundaries. You read about the Israelites. He gave so many healthy boundaries too. And when we see them now from our perspective, as we're reading back, it's like, those were for your good. They were healthy boundaries. They were to provide for you and to allow you to live a life to its fullest and for God to meet your needs. And I think he wants to do the same for us, but boundaries don't always feel good. Um, There's that passage that says he has set um, my boundaries in healthy places or in good places. Yes. And so maybe when you're making those boundaries, seeking the Lord and saying, Lord, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And then trusting that he has put those boundary lines in pleasant places and good places for you. And I like how you incorporated your children in it. Have you, have you and your husband worked together in this as well? We have. Yeah. We, I feel like it's a constant dialogue. And if one of us is on our phone too much and it's just obvious and it's clearly being used as an escape or a distraction, we feel the freedom to say that Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, babe, I need you to be, you know, more present. And that's really all it takes. And we realize, okay, yeah, (laughs) clearly I'm thankful to have that that reminder, that accountability. Well, and that's a choice that you've made as well. So that also, I think if you haven't given your husband permission to speak into Mm -hmm. that, that that would be a really good place to start. That if you're feeling convicted to make a change, to think through what changes do I want to make? Where do I not like what we're doing right now? And how do I want to do things different? Like my daughter said, you get to choose the life you make. So what are the choices you want to make differently? Make a plan. Like I like that you have a very specific plan that you've come up with and saying, these are the things I would challenge you to write them down because when they're actually written down, there's a study. It says, if you've written down, I mean, there's many studies I know that say, if you've written (laughs) down a plan, then you are so much more likely to actually do it. Mm -hmm. And when you tell someone the likelihood of actually following through with your plan goes up so much greater. And I think there would be no one better than your husband to share with and say, here's my plan. Mm -hmm. Will you help hold me accountable to this? Which is probably going to be kind of scary. Um, And maybe even help him know, okay, so I might be touchy about this. So when you see this happening, will you please say to me, Hey babe, remember that thing about the phone or like, how would you like him to address it so that you don't snap at him? Because that's not who you want to be either. Definitely. What other, what would you recommend if a mom is feeling convicted? Okay. I need to make a change. How would you recommend that she start? Yeah. So first just, I would say, know that there is grace and forgiveness for how you've abused your phone in the past. Ask, Ask the Lord if he will redeem the time that you've wasted and help set you on a new path. We know Mm -hmm. that smartphone addiction is a real thing. In fact, um, the studies show that Americans pick up their phones every 4.3 minutes of waking hours. And so even though that is startling, I think we all know that's the temptation, but also I think it has to be a matter of prayer. 
um, because this is such, um, mm-hmm. this has such a hold on us. It's not something that we can set out and just make a change tomorrow. And I think guilt can maybe cause you to want to make a change, but, um, it's not going to cause like a longer term change. And so I think prayer has to be integral in that, that process of just praying like, Lord, help me, um, put boundaries on this because I want to use this as a tool and not as a distraction. I don't want to escape with this. Um, so I also think if you have children, this is something that has really helped me as well, um, to start with transitions. So when Hmm. your kids get up in the morning, are you looking at them to greet them? If they're coming home from school or coming in from outside and want your attention, be diligent about having your phone put away during those times. So just focus on the transitions first, bedtime, Hmm. have your phone out of the way. And then I think you'll start noticing throughout the rest of the day, but those transitions for kids especially are so important. Um, another, a book that I would recommend is the tech wise family by Andy Crouch. This Mm -hmm. was, this is my favorite book that I've read on this topic because it's not just smartphones and it's not just moms and kids. It's, it's about families and how our decisions now can impact our families for generations. And I think I, I like this book because it realizes it's 2022 And for most people, just getting rid of our smartphone is not a great option, Mm -hmm. but how do we keep that healthy balance? So, um, you know, we talked at the beginning of this that, uh, about rewriting your story. And there's this Mm -hmm. CS Lewis quote that I love that you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. So in other words, we can't take back the moments we missed by staring at our phones, but we can start over and we can change Mm -hmm what our story looks like from this point forward with prayer, with boundaries and accountability, it is possible. Amen. I agree a hundred percent. I think one other useful thing is to fill the spaces that our phones have been filling with something else Yes, that I went through some different fasting times and realized it wasn't the fasting of the taking away that I truly needed. It was the feasting on the Lord that I truly needed. And when I thought I was going into a fast for the purpose of removing things, instead discovering you were here to feast. And when the time of fasting was over, I realized I don't want to stop fasting because I want to continue feasting. That in that place of removal, God and his word and truth filled that space. So I'm really excited to be able to do a giveaway this week of your uh, morning moments for moms cards. And I think that they're going to be super useful, that they're Bible study cards. That's just one a day. And it's a simple way to be able to have something out um, that we can feast on instead of feasting on our phones. And so wherever it is that your phone would be that you normally would see it, I just finished reading a book that was so good. And one of the things they said in it was it was by John Mark Comer. Mm -hmm. And, and he talked about that 90% of people check their phone immediately after waking. Mm -hmm. And I am part of the 90%. I have been absolutely guilty of being in that space. And that 75% of people sleep right next to their phone. And if we want to turn to something else, we need to have the something else there to turn to. Yeah. So I, My prayer is that as we get this under control more, that it is filled more with the Lord and things of him 
And we're so filled abundantly and so fueled by him that we would never miss the dopamine rush that our phone has been giving us for all too long. So um, morning moment uh, for mom and those specific Bible, Bible verse cards, we will uh, share on Instagram. And also you have one for families as a whole too, that this is a neat time as you're making this shift that maybe you can incorporate more morning time with your family. Yes, absolutely. I think that would be perfect. I love your idea. Oh, that'll be great. We'll share those. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for being with me today on this topic that I think is so, so very important and a difficult one, but an important one that we be able to walk through together. And I think you know, God's word talks about iron sharpening iron. And as Christian women, you know, this is a beautiful thing about social media that we came together because of that. And we're able to use it for a good purpose for God's glory. So my prayer would be that God will lead each of us in our own lives in the different callings that he's put on us to be able to use these phones as a tool for his glory to make him known and to be able to serve him better rather than being a distraction. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. It was so good connecting with you. And friends, I'm so glad that you could be with us today. Don't forget to check us on our Instagram during that time block that you set to use your phone, right? But no, don't forget to find us there, though, so that we can share these resources with you. And I'll look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.